Lee says that I'm not encouraging enough, that I don't do enough to promote the idea of buying a business. And my videos lately have been talking him out of it. So what do we have to say to Lee? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Dealmaking, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Hey everyone, welcome to the channel. Uh, I hope you're getting ready for the holidays. We've got Christmas coming up uh, and uh, all those breaks and New Year's and everything like that. And um, I just want to remind everyone that this coming Friday, which is the Friday before Christmas, I'm going to be doing my annual Christmas Eve special. I've got a whole roster of guests lined up that are going to drop in. We're going to be talking about what happened in 2022. We're going to be talking about what we think may happen in 2023. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you join us live, you can make comments and questions, um, whether you join us on YouTube or uh, we'll probably be on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. Um, and um, I've been making those holiday chat recordings. And unfortunately, uh, that deal is now closed because we've arrived here at the holidays. But if you are a member of the email list and you get my emails every day, starting on Christmas Day, you're going to start to get an email every day that is going to allow you to have access to one of those conversations. These are paid consulting calls that people have have done with me at a discounted price in exchange for being a, for me being able to share the story with you. Uh, there are some very interesting calls in this year's batch. If you're not yet signed up and you want to enjoy those recordings, then get over to davidcbarnettlist.com. You'll find the link down below as well. You can sign up for the email list starting Christmas Day. I'm going to be releasing those. And if you are not on the email list and if you don't sign up, then you're going to have to wait till next summer because I traditionally release them publicly on Fridays over the course of the summer, uh, just to give people more stuff to listen to while they're doing their, their fun summer activities. But if you don't want to wait six months, get on the email list, sign up right down there. Now, without further ado, let me let me read what Lee said, okay? So uh, Lee was watching the video, uh, Fastest Way to $500,000 500, of Income. And this is the comment that Lee put. I'll read it to you. I enjoyed the video. However, your videos so far are talking me out of buying a business. I already have lots of those people in my life. Will you ever make a video that recommends buying a business. Thanks, Lee. Great comment. And, um, you know, am I becoming a little bit sour um, here as I, as I, you know, rocket myself towards 50 years old? I don't know. But for years, I made videos talking about all the benefits and advantages mm -hmm. of buying a business over starting one. Uh, and there certainly are great advantages. So, you know, the biggest one of all is that in order to be successful in business, you need the product and service that people want and the systems to deliver it effectively. And you need enough customers to cover your costs and all of your expenses and still have a profit. So when you start a business, you sometimes have to fiddle around with the product and service and service delivery systems until you get things right. And you have to find customers starting from zero. You have to build that up. And this is why so many new business startups fail. And this is why I'm in the camp of if you want to be in business, you should be 
buying one that already exists because you get the systems, products, delivery, the staff, all that stuff is already in place. You can be taught how to make it go by the person who's selling it to you, who's already been running it. And you have enough customers, presumably if it's a profitable business, which is, you know, the big caveat, you want to make sure you buy a profitable business. So that's why it's important. But your question, Lee, opens the door to a much bigger conversation. And, and, and this is why I'm going to, this is why I'm going to say this. Okay. So for years and years and years, this YouTube channel had hardly any subscribers. And recently I opened things up to monetization. This is why you have to suffer through advertisements and things like that. But the reason I opened it up to monetization is that before my channel was monetized, YouTube had no financial gain in promoting my videos. And so I had this channel with all kinds of great information and it was working perfectly for what I designed it for, which was to be a marketing channel to bring me customers to my consulting business. And so when people went into YouTube and said, you know, asked a question like, what is the difference between an asset and a share sale? Well, I've got content that specifically addresses that question. It would pop right up. People would find it. They'd watch my videos. They would then reach out to me, hire me to do some consulting work, help them on a deal. And so it was working very well. As the monetization has kicked in, what's happening is the rate of growth on the channel is expanding tremendously. And I've created a few videos like the one that Lee watched, uh, the one that brought him in here. Um, which are more broadly based in their appeal and they have a certain, well, they're educational because I break, I've broken down what other people are talking about online and showing how it does or does not work or if it does or does not make sense. But it has a certain entertainment component to it. And I've started to get a lot more viewers who are like, you know, interested in watching and learning about business rather than people who are actually undertaking a deal and they need help with a specific thing, if you can feel my drift. And so let me ask you a question, Lee. Let me ask you a question. Did you set out because of some internal motivation to become a business person? And, and this is key because from the time I was a young boy, uh, I knew that I was going to own businesses. I just, I daydreamed about it. I thought about businesses all the time. I thought about better ways of doing things. I would see things in businesses and realize that it could be done better. I was always seeing these things everywhere I went. And so a person who is internally motivated to be a business owner, they're going to have that drive from inside. It doesn't matter what other people are saying. They're going to be driven by this internal motivation, right? Now, as I said, I'm getting more and more and more viewers being brought in by this new content and the fact that my channel is now monetized and YouTube is promoting me to more people than ever before. And so some of the newer people that I'm meeting through my YouTube channel fall into a different category. They never even dreamed about owning a business one day until the idea, the seed of the notion was planted in them by something they saw. And, and so this is a critical differentiator, I believe, because what happens is people, you know, who interact with media are exposed to all these different ideas. And a lot of the buy a business content that you'll find online 
is not geared towards the mechanics of understanding specific questions about how to make a deal work like my content is. A lot of it is geared around the aspirational lifestyle of, hey, do you want to be wealthy? Do you want to have a Lambo? Do you want to have a you know fancy car? Then you should buy a business. It's a great opportunity. And people go, oh yeah, you know, I do want the fancy car. I want the mansion. And so this is the way that I'm going to achieve this. Right. And so, so that's my first question. Where does the motivation come from? Are you self-motivated or has this idea been planted in your mind that it's something that you should be doing because it's a pathway to some other end? Now, I've got some more things to talk about here, but first I want to talk about today's channel sponsor, uh, which is uh, Mark Willis over at Lake Growth. Um, if you are interested in a long-term play to develop an asset that is guaranteed to grow over time, never lose value and give you access to liquidity whenever you need it without having to qualify for credit, which makes it so much more different than any kind of, uh, you know, investment securities or real estate or anything like that, uh, then you should head over to newbankingsolution.com. Uh, there's a bunch of videos that Mark and I have created over the years where we talk about uh, this concept of how you can build an asset like the one I described within the envelope of life insurance. And so um, head over there, take a look. Um, the only reason I'm willing to take this sponsor is because this is something that I've investigated thoroughly and I do this myself. I already have one of these policies in place and I'm about to put another one in place. So with that said, um, I want to, I want to share something with you that I found online because this, it's a great article and I think it expands on some of the concepts that we're talking about here. So this is an article that I found over on medium.com. And uh, it's by a gentleman named uh, Rocco Pindola, and it's called the, the Kind of Cool Difference Between Practical and Pragmatic. And I use the word pragmatic all the time. And, and I was doing some searching about the word before I hit record on today's video, and I came across Mr. Pindola's article here. And he talks about, you know, practical, the definition that he found is of or concerned with the actual doing or use of something rather than with theory and ideas. Okay, so this is how do we actually make this work? And what's the difference between that and pragmatic? Is dealing with things, pragmatic is uh, the definition is dealing with things sensibly and realistically in a way that is based on practical rather than theoretical considerations. So pragmatic is actually further along the execution continuum from practical. Okay. Bear with me here because we're, we're getting to the distinction of words. And then the author here further elaborates this continuum, continuum with four words. So he starts off with conceptual and theoretical. And I would also throw another P word in there, possible, right? And so this is where a lot of sort of daydreamy people, and, and I'm, I'm totally included in this group. Uh, when I daydream or think about business ideas or the way things should be in a business. I am conceptualizing. I'm thinking up things the way I think they should be. Um, I'm daydreaming. I'm working in the theoretical. I'm, I'm just thinking, how could it work? How might it work? I'm dealing in the realm of possibility. As you move towards actual execution, you then have to get into the practical, 
and then into the pragmatic. So uh, the author here continues by explaining his his um, his continuum with respect to personal financial uh, financial planning, where he talks about how your conceptual or the theoretical might be setting a goal for savings or having a travel budget, et cetera, retirement savings. And then the practical is actually creating the plan where you say, I'm going to save this amount every month into these different uh, investment or savings buckets. But the pragmatic is the actual execution of the practical plan. So it's, it's dealing with what happens when I'm, I've committed myself to saving the $250 but then something else happens in my life that's going to demand money. How do I navigate that position? So to expand this back to the conversation about buying a business, right? You want to be in business. You think about being in business. This is your conceptual, theoretical, possible side of things. This is where people get started along startup entrepreneurship. They have an idea, they want to work on it, they want to build it, they want to see it happen, right? Many of the people that I deal with come to me to help for help with buying a business because um, they've decided that, yes, I want to be in business, but they realize that the practical distinction of needing to have an income. So in general, my, my clientele is on the buy side, is two groups. It's people who need an income because they're somehow barred from the labor market. So the great example of that would be someone who newly moves to the country. They might be an educated professional, but their credentials aren't recognized in the new country. They need to use their skills to develop an income so they can support their family. And so they, they have those family demands. They can't take the risk of starting something. They, they want to um, have a sure thing so, that, so they realize, hey, I can buy a business and already have a cash flow. The, the second big group are people in the middle of their lives. So like my age, middle-aged people with family obligations, mortgages, teenage kids heading to college soon, and they have a good job perhaps. Uh, they wanna be in business. They've got that self-motivation that's driving them to wanna be in business, but they realize I have too much to lose. This is too risky to start something new. And so uh, I'll buy something instead. And so in deciding on the practical means of getting into business, this is where they, they realize I'm going to buy a business instead of starting one. The pragmatic execution of that is the realization that this journey you're on goes beyond the transaction. And so this is, this is another big thing because when I'm having conversations online and stuff, I'm, I'm very active on Twitter and I meet all kinds of people on there. And if you, you're on Twitter, it's dbarnettmoncton is my handle. But I'll get engaged with people who are talking all about the deal, all about the deal. In particular, people that are trying to come up with crazy schemes on how to you know get a business with next to no money and all that kind of stuff. And they'll be focused on getting the deal done, ignoring what I often call the day two problem which is the fact that buying a business has very little to do, honestly, over the course of your life, very little to do with the transaction. Buying a business has to do with once you've got the business and then you're going to run it for like 15 or 20 years. Because as, as it's been discussed on this channel many times, the, the multiple, the, the value of small businesses because of their risk profile is a quite a low multiple of cash flow which means that you're not going to buy a business and then 
sell it and cash out like you know Mark Zuckerberg selling his Facebook stock. You, you, the the big reward in small business ownership is not in the exit; it's in the operation. So you can run that business for 10, 15, 20 years, earning good money the whole time, building up outside investments, retirement accounts, buy some real estate, like, you know, diversify yourself. It's only when people need to get out of businesses that they ever exit because the exit is just so unattractive. It's just relative to the, the profitability over time. The exit is not that great. And again, I'm talking about real everyday small businesses. I'm not talking about these you know, out of the park, home run, tech startup, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's on the startup channel. That's not over here. This is the practical, pragmatic buying and selling a small business channel, right? So the pragmatism comes in the understanding that once you've done the deal, you've got to manage and run this thing over the long haul, right? And so to get back to, to Lee's question, you know, why don't I promote or trumpet or or cheerlead the idea of business acquisition. Um, number one, I do not own a set of pom-poms, right? So don't expect cheerleading from me. But I know from my experience as a broker that when people get into this world because they've been enticed by something like, like that, those lifestyle aspirations, they come into this world, then they start learning about doing a deal. They become deal-making focused. Then they find the deal, and then they become all concerned about the negotiation and getting the financing and all that kind of stuff. And then they will approach the closing time. They'll get closer and closer to the when the deal is going to close and the funding is going to happen and everything's going to going to happen. And then, in the middle of the night, they will realize what they're signing up for and what's going to happen after the deal is done. And if they're not ready for that, they won't close. I've, I've, I've just seen it so many times when people join my adventure group, I have a whole questionnaire where people have to score statements from one to five about how comfortable or freaked out they are by the statement. It's full of this kind of stuff. Like, are you ready for this to happen? Are you ready, you know, uh, to have to skip your own paycheck because of something unforeseen in the business? Are you ready to go through this, go through that, et cetera? And I make them score that because these are the things that people told me when I was a broker, when they pulled the plug on their deal last minute, when they said, Oh, you know, I was all excited. I was all prepared. I thought I was going to do this. And now I realize what I'm actually getting into. And now I don't want to do it. Or now I'm afraid of X, Y, and Z. So I'm not trying to discourage people from this idea. There are lots of people that are working with me. I've got plenty of clients. I'm trying to get people to focus on the pragmatic part of it. What happens later? Are you really prepared for what happens later? Are you ready to do what happens later? Many people who are in this world of buying a business, they, they think that this is obviously the best thing ever, right? And I've known many people over the course of my career who had the opportunity to acquire businesses, basically having them handed to them right? People who grew up in family businesses, for example, who worked in those businesses, who understood those businesses, could have inherited those businesses or bought them on incredibly favorable terms, right? And chose not to. 
because they understood what they'd be getting into because they've already lived it and they understood what they wanted in life and they realized that there wasn't the same thing right so i'm trying to give when i when i do cautionary tales when i warn about things that can go wrong when i try to give this realistic practical expose on what happens in the world of business like i said these things sell for low multiples because they're incredibly risky I've already talked recently about all the things that can go wrong. Lee, I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to tell you, you need to focus on this whole journey, even after the transaction. And if you're being swayed by people in the media or your family, then you have to step back and ask yourself, what do I really want? Because somebody who's going to be a business person needs to be comfortable being on the outside. You need to be comfortable being an outlier. Not everyone's cut out for business. And the people who are around you, who love you, they just don't want to see you getting hurt, right? And so being pragmatic can also mean developing the maturity to be critical of yourself and your own plans. So you set about a course and you say, this is what I'm going to do. I know it's going to work. Pause, ask yourself, if it doesn't, what will the likely cause have been? And then you keep iterating and iterating and iterating. And as you get older and you develop more experience and you have, you know, more real life interactions with business and you see what can and can't happen, um, you learn to perceive things in a different way. And so if your dream has always been to be a business owner, then you should pursue that. Develop your own motivation. Don't be worried about what I say or what people in your life say, but also learn to be critical of your own plan and learn to look at it in different ways. And then just ask yourself, if that's the way things are gonna go down, what could I change to make myself more resilient or make the business more resistant to that kind of problem. Anyway, thanks for the comment. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope it gave you some new ideas uh, to think about. And if anyone else just thinks I'm nuts and that I should be more excited about the idea of buying a business and I should be uh, more of a cheerleader and acquire a pair of pom-poms, uh, then just put your comments down below uh, because I'd be more than happy to read them. And um, I just don't wanna see people get hurt. like. I've seen what can happen and I've seen people be very successful and I've seen people make some very foolish moves that they probably could have avoided. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, and you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos.